0: It is Friday, August 25th. I'm Scats Edinburgh.
1: And I'm AJ Hoffman. It's the
0: final week of the preseason.
1: And the Broncos lose a major piece of their offense. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas.
2: Give me a
0: we are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you
1: need to know to start your day Pittsburgh and the Colts get wins in week three of the preseason. The Broncos lose wide receiver Jerry Judy for a few weeks. And the Cardinals making moves. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? Let's recap the preseason games
0: from last night. And we'll start in Atlanta, where the Steelers defeated the Falcons 24-0. Pittsburgh playing their starters in this game. Atlanta not. Pittsburgh closed as a six-point favorite, and they cover it because they won 24-0. And what I saw from watching this game, at least early on, was that Kenny Pickett and this Pittsburgh offense. Is going to take a major step forward this season. And I'm very happy about our forced win total over on the Dream Pod on the Steelers over.
1: Yeah, I talked about this I think last week when we had RJ on. I said, uh, and by the way, RJ Bell will join us later on in this show. Uh, but I said, if this Pittsburgh offense, if Kenny Pickett takes a step mm-hmm. this season, this is a dangerous team because the defense is strong. Although it looks like they're, I mean, they're replacing some parts in the secondary, but This team is built to win, and all they need is a jolt of offense. If Kenny Pickett can be anything, what he looked like yesterday, they're going to be in pretty good shape because that was a, I mean, obviously limited sample size, just four throws, Mm -hmm. but four dimes, and uh, a a very strong uh, showing for Kenny Pickett. And I think George Pickens
0: is going to have a dominant season. Like, he is poised to be the breakout wide receiver of the NFL this year. And this kid's special. He's got the size. He can be a double-digit touchdown guy. He can get him involved in the red zone. Uh, we talked about a couple of Kenny Pickett's throws. Yeah, he was just four for four, but 86 yards, and he did have a couple of nice ones, including one long one to George Pickens for 35 yards. So this kid's special, and I think is going to thrive in this offense this year, which is expected to be a little more pass happy.
1: And if if he like if if Pickens is a uh, let's say he's a, a wide receiver too, a high-end wide receiver too. I think Deontay Johnson's probably about the same. So if you like, if you don't have a dominant number one, which both of those guys I think have the potential to turn into one, but then, I think Pickens more with
0: his size. He's he's six three. He's got elite ball skills, and if you throw a fifty fifty ball up, more more times than not, he's yeah. coming down with
1: it. Well, I think having those two guys gives them enough uh, dynamic performance at that position. Uh, the, I, I think it's. I, I think you're going to see a big jump for this offense.
0: Not much to take away from the Falcons. Again, no starters played in this one. It was Logan Woodside and yeah, Taylor, Taylor Heineke. Heineke. Taylor,
1: Taylor Heineke hardly played. Exactly. Like it, was, uh, it was mostly the Logan Woodside show, and uh, it wasn't a good show. The, the, the Carlos Washington took the carries. Like it, this is this was a shell of a team. Like a lot of these teams are saying we're using week three. To make our final roster decisions. Tuesday. Tuesday's the deadline. you got to cut down to 53. So they're looking at it as, okay, let's say we've got 37 guys, 38 guys that we know we're in. Mm -hmm. We're going to play everybody else and hash out the rest. Uh, There's no need to play any of those 38 guys that we already feel good at. They've already got check marks Mm -hmm. next to their name. That's the way the Falcons handled it.
0: We're going to do what we've been doing every week here on the show, which is uh, we're going to run down the list of all the preseason games for this weekend, let you know what we know so far as – to the plans for the starters to play in these games.
1: And the games tonight we have a little bit of our idea Yeah. Like, it, but the games like the games that are late Sunday or late uh, Saturday late Saturday we don't know much mm-hmm. about the Sunday game we don't know a whole lot about it, at least for the Saints so we'll give you what we know so far. The uh, Colts beat the Eagles 27-13. You know, you gave
0: out the stat on the Eagles. On Sirianni, just not really caring just about don't it. not caring and losing in the preseason. So if you laid it with the Colts and, and they closed as a six-point favorite as well, you, you cashed in with the 27-13 win and a mixed bag of results for Anthony Richardson. Some people were not thrilled with his performance, even though he shined on the ground with five carries, 38 yards, including a long run that was taken back due to a penalty. But through the air, six of 17 passing for just 78 yards, not going to cut it.
1: Yeah, and Gardner Minshew looked good in limited action. Sam Ellinger, he threw another pick, so he's probably uh, locked himself into that number three job. But, yeah, Anthony Richardson is a guy who I expected to see a lot of last night, and we did. And like you said, a mixed bag. What I saw, I didn't like. Uh, but obviously his and this is kind of what RJ said when he was going against us. We had another forced pick on the Colts under. Mm-hmm. And we he kind of bucked against us, and he said that the athleticism of Anthony Richardson gives him a higher floor than a typical rookie. And that may be the case because if he's gonna if he's gonna take off with his legs like this that much. It does give you like something. Like it's going to be hard for him to be a total nothing when he's getting you some solid ground. Yes, yeah, there was
0: a couple of plays last night. There was the third and fifteen where he ran for the first down. That was the one that was called back. And then another third and long. He escaped the pocket, picked up twelve yards, and kept the chains moving. And if you want to look at the positives, they you know used a ton of play action, a bunch of RPOs, and he did lead them down to back-to-back touchdown drives. Utilized his legs to avoid some sacks. But the throws just aren't there. And you look at him maybe trying to force the ball into tight windows too much, maybe relying on his athleticism too much, because this is what happens. And maybe it's it's obviously maybe just young quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks. You learn with experience, so playing is the only way that he's going to get the experience. But what I see sometimes from guys that have elite arm power is that they think they can make every throw. Sure. And the receiver might not be open, or he might only be open for a little bit. But they think, I can get that ball there, and it's just not a smart throw. You're
1: describing Jake Hutler. Yes, Uh, I mean, Jay Cutler, who had like one of the greatest arms ever in the NFL and felt like I I can do that. I can make that. throw. Yeah, I I can get that. I can complete that pass. Can you? Yeah. But are you going to do it about 50 percent of the time? Yeah. You're making it a coin flip. You you don't want to make coin flip throws.
0: Exactly. When you're an NFL quarterback, especially when some of them have the chance to get intercepted. So I think he'll learn with experience. But the Colts, this is their bed. They made their bed. They're going to lie in it.
1: Maybe more interesting for me was the way the Eagles handled their quarterback reps because going into this game, it was kind of like, man, Marcus Mariota hasn't shown a lot as the backup, Mm -hmm. uh, and they didn't give him a chance to show a lot last night, Uh, only two throws. One of two for 21 yards, but not a lot of Marcus Mariota. I was expecting to see more of him. Seeing what they've got with him, uh, it was a lot of Tanner McKee and some Ian Book as well. Very little Mariota, which tells me I guess they're, they're comfortable with him, uh, yeah. or they've they've paid him too much that they're they're going to be comfortable with him whether they like it or not. It's a shame because
0: they had Gardner Minshew and yeah. and looking at the way he played last night, he's he's probably
1: showing them, hey. I could have still been your backup. But you know what? I think Gardner Minshew is probably happy he's where he's at. Yeah, he because he might have a chance to play at He's point. got a chance to get some playing time this year. Not playing behind a top-five quarterback in the league makes that that possible.
0: Before we preview uh, the games for tonight and the rest of the Week 3 preseason schedule, let's talk about the news that happened yesterday in the league. And we'll start with the injury news. Jerry Judy carted off the field at Broncos practice with a hamstring injury. He's going to get an MRI. They're going to get second opinions. But he's likely out several weeks.
1: And this is a disaster for a team that had already lost Tim Patrick. Like they're already thin at wide receiver. Yeah, KJ Hamler done. Yep. Yeah, it all, I mean KJ Hamler was like a, he was depth to begin with, but he's done. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's Cortland Sutton now and Marvin, Marvin Mims. Mims. Like mm-hmm. it, it's that's it. There's no depth behind those guys. I would expect. Uh, them to make some sort of a signing. Uh, you know, Jarvis Landry is a name that comes to mind. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Broncos make a play for him because they're they're gonna have to put some weapons out there on the field. Uh, and right now they they just they don't have very many. It's a, it's a pretty bare cupboard right now for Sean Payton. We saw a group hit the Broncos
0: at minus four for week one yesterday and it shot the lineup to four and a half. And so if you're looking right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook, the Broncos are still four-and-a-half-point favorites in week one against the Raiders. I think the Raiders have looked good in the preseason, and I don't know what to expect from Russell Wilson and the Broncos. I think this line is too high, and I'd be on the Raiders at plus
1: four-and-a-half. That's the only way I would look. I wouldn't want to bet the Broncos right now. Just I think their offense takes some time to shore up.
0: Elsewhere, the Cardinals made a bunch of interesting moves. So they trade Isaiah Simmons to the Giants. Top 10 pick in 2020, by the yep. way, Isaiah Simmons. Yep. He's uh, he's a safety now. And so they trade him to the Giants. They also traded away an offensive tackle, a guy that started 11 games last season for the team. They, they tra- sent Josh Jones to the Texans. Again, he started 11 games for the Cardinals last year. And then they brought in a quarterback. In Josh Dobbs from the Browns, so who's starting week one? Is it Colton McCoy? Is it Clayton Toon? Is it Josh Dobbs? What is going on in Arizona? It it certainly makes me want to continue to talk about fading them. Oh, by the way, the spread in their week one game against the Commanders is now up to seven.
1: Oof. That's a lot on the commanders, I, but I'm with you. I I've, I can't back this Cardinals team right now. These moves tell me that they're not interested in competing this year. Now, Simmons nope. is a the guy they already d- didn't pick up the fifth-year option for. Maybe they're feeling like if, if we can get anything for him, then that's better than nothing. Although, this guy, he's played all over the field for them. Uh, a lot at linebacker, a lot at safety. But to get a, a seventh-round pick is all you get for him? I mean that's that's surprising to me. And then again, you mentioned trading Jones, who you know started twelve games in twenty one, started nine in twenty two. Like this has been a guy who's been a consistent. You know, he he was brought in to be a swing tackle, mm-hmm. but because of injuries, he's had to be a, a, a he's had to be a starter. But of course, they did the Arizona did draft a tackle with their their top draft pick. But man, it just feels like you're not getting much a fifth round pick. It's what you get back for him, a guy who can start at tackle in the league. It's not, it it feels like they're stockpiling picks and they're not really that worried about what happens this year. Well,
0: let's talk about them stockpiling picks. So they have the lowest win total in the league this year at four and a half. They are not favored in any game this season. So they are underdogs in every game. Their win total is a league low, four and a half. But in 2024, they have two first round picks, a second round pick, three third round picks. A fourth round pick, two fives,
1: and a seven. And the first, the second first round pick that they have is from, from the Texans. Houston. Yes, which, which could is going really to be a high pick. pick. Yeah, yeah, you could you could see the Cardinals picking twice in the top five. So, uh, yeah, they, they're really they're really kind of going all in on. I, I, I hate to say tanking, but maybe not putting their best foot forward for T- this season. Tank for Williams.
0: Is it a for Caleb? Uh, I, I We got something's got to gotta be clever. We got to find something clever there. Uh, so yes, that's going on. Lose with the all day
1: for Drake May. I don't could be that. I don't know. I don't. I don't Terrible. know. They speaking of their quarterback situation, they signed Josh Dobbs. Yeah, which to me kind of spells like maybe they don't. They already had three quarterbacks in camp: mm-hmm. Clayton Tune, Colt McCoy, David Blau. Yeah, Blau's out. Yeah, I mean it could mean that they're not expecting to get Kyler Murray back. This season. Either that or one of those guys is going to be out the door. Well, I mean, certain. I mean, you're not going to carry four quarterbacks, so one of mm-hmm. them is going to be out the door. Uh, Blau is the assumption because there's indications that Clayton Toon may be a starter for take, week one. He's taking reps with the ones. So it was obviously a, a wide open job. Colt McCoy doesn't instill confidence in anyone that he could be a starter. So uh, it, it, it was a, a real competition. It looks like Clayton Toon may be pulling ahead in it.
0: Well, there is some positive news going around in training camp right now, and that is from the Rams. Cooper Cup said that he thinks, he feels, that he will be ready to go
1: for week one. Yeah, big news for the uh, the Rams, who don't have a lot of leadership, don't have a lot of veteran presence on that team, and... You know when when Cooper Cup is healthy and Matt Stafford is healthy, they've got a puncher's chance. yeah. Uh, with without any one of those two guys or Aaron Donald, you don't really feel that way. So it, seeing the Rams at full strength this year isn't you're not going to see much. But when they're not at full strength, they're going to be pretty rough. So let's
0: take a look at the rest of the week three NFL preseason games. Lines courtesy of the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code Vegas. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets when they bet just $5 on any NFL game we'll start in Carolina the Panthers are hosting the Lions Carolina four and a half point favorites total of 37 what do we know AJ
1: yeah it makes sense this line does Panthers are going to be playing most of their starters Andy Dalton still unavailable expect to see more Matt Corral and Jake Luton in the second half but you're going to see Bryce Young to start this thing, and the Lions' defense has been ugly uh, in this preseason. Tommy DeVito, C.J. Beathard, Nathan Rourke have torched this Lions' defense. So if any quarterbacks or any any uh, there was going to be any quarterback success for Carolina, it should be in this game. For Detroit, they're said to be sitting most of their starters. Hendon Hooker still hasn't been activated. You're not going to see Jared Goff, so expect to see a lot of Teddy Bridgewater and Nate Sudfeld, same guys you saw last week. But they also have Adrian Martinez on their roster, and they may want to get a look at him uh, before the preseason ends, given that Sudfeld has not been good. Uh, so maybe a little more athletic third-string quarterback in Adrian Martinez. So uh, I think Carolina a rightful favorite here, given what we know about who's going to play.
0: The Titans host the Patriots. New England, a two-point favorite on the road, total 38-and-a-half.
1: Yeah, Zeke Elliott's the big question for New England this week. He told the media there in, in Foxborough that he was excited to be back on the field. So I'm going to assume we get a little bit of him this week uh mac jones played last week but but belichick's been very non-committal about what they're going to do uh in this game as far as tennessee vrabel said tannahill could see some reps in this game uh he hasn't played in a preseason game since 2019 mm. but new oc new Short. offensive line you want to see what he looks like uh will levis is available malik willis took every rep in week two It's now fully established, the pecking order, at least for this season, is Tannehill, Willis, Levis, so we'll see those guys accordingly. The 49ers are seven-and-a-half-point favorites
0: hosting the Chargers, total 38.
1: Chargers are going to, again, rest all their starters. They're they're all in on sitting everybody for the entire preseason. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're going to see more Easton Stick, more Max Dugan. Uh, Niners expected to play their starters, so... Uh, we're, but I do think we're going to see Trey Lance at some point. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance is still on the 49ers. I, I think they've got all the the reason to to play him. He's either going to draw trade interest. and draw trade interest, or he's going to be ready to play with the 49ers this year. Uh, and he's play, all the quarterbacks have played well for the 49ers here. So given what we know about the Chargers playing nobody, the 49ers, all three of their quarterbacks have reason to want to go out and play well and have, have played well in this uh, in this preseason. They're a heavy favorite. It's hard to argue given who's expected to play. We move to Saturday. The Packers
0: are hosting the Seahawks. Green Bay a three-point favorite, total 39-and-a-half.
1: Yeah, Seahawks have said Geno Smith and the starters, quote, may play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Drew Locke is expected to get the bulk of the game, so I'd, I'd expect to see Gino for maybe a, a, a drive or two, and then you'll, you'll see Drew Locke take over. The Packers are going to have their entire starting units on the field, with the lone exception being Rashawn Gary. Uh, no word on how long they will be out there, though. The
0: Browns are three-and-a-half-point favorites at the Chiefs, total 41-and-a-half.
1: Most of the starters are expected to play for the Browns, with the exception of a few, it was the quote, uh, for about 20 to 25 snaps. That could be... Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett that he's talking about. Garrett didn't play last week. Yeah, so those may be the few guys who are the exceptions to the 20-25 to rule. Uh, As far as Andy Reid, his quote was, the ones will get a little bit of time, but he didn't really commit beyond that. The Chiefs used their starters for the first few series last week, including Mahomes, who played the entire first quarter. So it could be something similar, maybe a little little tampered off it's that. It's probably going to be less. Given what they did yeah. last week, mm-hmm. you probably feel a lot better than they did after week one. Yes. The
0: Cardinals are at the Vikings. Minnesota, one-and-a-half point
1: favorites, total 38-and-a-half. Uh, Mention Arizona is expected to continue sharing reps between Colt McCoy, Clayton Toon, David Blau, uh, with, like I said, some speculation that Toon could be the starter by week one. Um... So I I think that's kind of what they're not going to be playing Josh Dobbs. I wouldn't assume Mm -hmm. uh, on one day, doesn't know the playbook (laughs) anything. Uh, None of the Vikings core skill position players have seen the field this preseason. And while they haven't said anything, uh, there's no reason to expect that any of them are going to get on the field. The Bills are three-point favorites at the Bears, total 39. Uh, Buffalo is going to play their starters. Josh Allen played 16 snaps last week, all three of his possessions in a punt. McDermott says it's fluid on how long the starters will go. But he plans on, ha- as long as Josh Allen is on the field, his starting unit will be on the field. When Josh Allen comes out, the starters come out. So it's all dependent on how much he wants to see out of Josh Allen. As far as the Bears, the Bears are going to play their starters that are healthy enough to play. Uh, it, though he was non-committal, uh, he said that some some guys will see more work than others. So mm-hmm. a little bit different strategy than what McDermott's saying. For what it's worth, last year, Iberflues played his starters the entire first half of week three. Your
0: nationally televised game on the NFL Network, the Jets at the Giants. The Jets are six-point favorites, total of 39, and
1: we will see. Aaron Rodgers' play. The Jets starters, including Rodgers, are going to play, quote, a few series. The one guy who's not expected to play is Dalvin Cook. He's been practicing with the team this week. Not expected to play. Uh, Makai Becton is going to get another start at right tackle. Looked good last week. So the Jets trying to shore up their offensive line. They're going to go with him again. The Giants not expected to play starters, though. Nothing official has come from the team. Uh, Backups were using cards in practice. This is per the athletic. So basically, like, uh, they're – you're using cards to signal plays mm-hmm. uh, like they've got some sort of special play. And it makes sense because they play the Giants in the, or the Jets in the regular season. Yeah. You don't want to give away regular things. The starters weren't using those cards in practice, which kind of indicates the Giants starters aren't going to play. The
0: Bengals are at the Commanders. Washington, a five-and-a-half point favorite, total 35-and-a-half. Uh,
1: so That's th- very low. The, the Commanders, we've got no idea. There's no news available right now other, other than like fan blog speculation. Uh, about who's going to play for the Commanders, nothing from the coaching staff yet. But for the Bengals, they're not going to be playing their starters, so we'll see more split reps between Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning. Uh, in fact, a good portion of the Taylors aren't, or a good portion of the starters aren't even making the trip to Washington, according to Zach Taylor.
0: Dolphins are at the Jaguars. Jacksonville, a six and a half point favorite, total of forty-one.
1: Uh, Mike McDaniel says Tua and the starters will go quote more than a series, but less than a half. So, that's kind of like they'll play some. Uh, Jags intend to play starters for most of the first half. So, uh, it feels like Jacksonville looks like they're going to be pushing a little harder in this game than Miami.
0: Boy, if we can get Miami at like plus three and a half of the first half, I'll take that. Because you never know. Competitive juice is flowing. Maybe they leave the starters in a little bit longer. Ravens are up. Plus
1: two. Got called out for being out of shape. I mean, he's going
0: to. Try to show out. Ravens are at the Bucks. Tampa Bay minus one and a half. Total of thirty six
1: and a half. The Ravens are going to use Week Three to make final roster decisions. That's a quote, which indicates we won't see many reps for the starters. Harbaugh said Jadavion Clowney, new signing Jadavion Clowney, unlikely to play but he said he's comfortable with him playing himself into game shape as he's a natural pass rusher Mm -hmm. who already stops the run well. He feels comfortable with him without getting preseason. He's not going to be an every-down guy. He's going to come in situationally. At least early in the season. Uh, Ronald Darby, who they also signed after the Humphrey injury, also unlikely to play according to Harbaugh, though he did say of the two – he would prefer Darby to get some preseason reps. Uh, as for the Bucs, they announced that Baker Mayfield's going to be the starter. Have made no indication how that will impact playing time in this weekend's preseason finale, so we don't really know what the Bucks' plans are as of now. Raiders, five-point favorites at the Cowboys, total thirty-eight and a half. Yeah, Vegas expected to sit all their starters. Uh, the Cowboys haven't made their plans public, but they haven't played their starters this entire preseason, so it wouldn't make much sense to get them all out there right now. So I would expect this to be a battle of all backups. Rams are at the Broncos. Denver a six-point favorite, total 36-and-a-half. As of recording time here early Friday morning, there, there's no news yet on who the Rams or the Broncos intend to start. Uh, you mentioned the the Cooper Cup news that he, mm-hmm. they uh, they want him to be ready for Week One, uh, but that's all the news coming out of L.A. right now. So, uh, and with
0: the Jerry Judy injury, you would imagine that the Broncos uh, both might these teams be, just want to get their healthy. Exactly, just be less weary to play important players. Uh, and then the one game on Sunday, the Saints a three point favorite over the Texans, total of thirty eight.
1: Now the Texans have announced that they're going to play their starters about two series. The Saints haven't made an announcement yet, but because these two teams canceled their scheduled joint practices this week. Normally when teams play these joint practices throughout the week, they don't play their starters in the game because all their their starters were getting reps in the joint practices. Those joint practices got canceled. They practiced, the two teams practice individually on their own, away from each other. I would expect both teams to have some starter reps out there Mm. uh, in, in week three.
0: Those odds courtesy of the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code VEGAS. And new customers can get $200 in bonus bets when they risk just $5 on any NFL game. Again, Coded Vegas. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore Joining us now on Straight Out of Vegas is RJ Bell. And before RJ came in, AJ, you know, we we'd expected RJ to come in at a certain time this morning. And he texted and said, you know, last night I got caught up in a bet. And it was like such a tease. It was like, where's this story going? And he's like, <laughs> well, Oh, I'll well, tell I remember you. Remember
2: now with Fez. I said a bet. Yeah,
0: with a Fez. bet with Fez. And he's like, Oh, I'll tell you later.
2: I'm like, what do you tell me late? Tell us
0: now. Like, what what do you mean you got caught up in a bet with Fez?
2: Okay, I'll tell you later at the end <laughs> of this segment, but it's conditional. It's conditional if AJ has a good segment. Ooh! So the audience has to be rooting for him right now. Well,
1: I'm rooting for him because I need to know what this bet was. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. Let's start with the the news that you did win a bet. Uh, that's
2: not news. That's just called. <laughs> that's just called Thursday.
1: Well, I, I want a bet though. Scott <laughs> also won a bet. Uh, Sam Darnold, the backup quarterback, named the backup uh, over Trey Lance. I know you're not surprised, but I guess the, the big question is now what happens to Trey Lance? What's your best, uh, best guess?
2: Well, he makes, uh, I think it's $8 million next year. And I think he's got another, like, five this year. So he's doing all right. He'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, could, again, when you go back, and I didn't know this, as a junior in high school, Trey Lance couldn't be the starting quarterback. He was not the best quarterback on his high school team. Now, do we know who that senior was, or who that quarterback was? <laughs> I mean, if it—I mean, listen, if it's so, the guy who was that guy at Texas that had the, the highest grade—not not, not uh, Manning, but the one before. Uh, Quinn Ewers. Is that it? Okay, he had the. Was he the senior that I year? don't think
1: I don't think Quinn Ewers went to the same high school as Trey Lance. And
2: do me a favor. Why don't you look and see how many students were in that that high school? <laughs> okay. Because I mean, it had to be the state, and maybe North Dakota, maybe. I mean, really, let's let's really think about this. Which quarterback starting in the NFL didn't start as a junior in high school? I can't imagine that there is one. So doesn't, isn't that a big red flag?
0: Well, I saw the stat that from the time they were in high school on, Sam Donald has thrown over 2,500 more passes in football than Trey Lance.
2: We're we talking about? passes like with girls in the bar. Was no, that no, the alternative? With,
0: with, passes with football. <laughs> yeah, he's thrown more passes <laughs> with a football in his hand.
2: <laughs> now, Mackenzie's thrown more failed passes in a bar than pretty much anyone. <laughs> not even a chuckle <laughs> I'm looking up this high school there's
1: 829 students between ninth and twelfth grade at shut up. Marshall it's that High small. School in Marshall Minnesota
2: it's that so so the little t- Minnesota High school he couldn't start as a junior yeah but he was the third pick in the draft it's pretty wild to think about Maybe
1: he had like a seven inch growth spurt between his junior year and college. It's entirely
2: possible. But being a quarterback as a junior, unless he was like four foot 11, the, the height yeah. isn't no, really You're you know, probably right. It's not the issue. And I mean, think about that. So, how many, you said 800 students?
1: 829 so, students. So,
2: about 200 per class. Yeah. I, I went to a tiny school when there was like 72 in my graduating class. So, his isn't a tiny school, but not many. No. Right? Like, how many did you graduate with? Close to a thousand. Uh, in the four years or your year? My year. So five times as big? Yeah. And did you play football? Yeah. Did you What position? Just a quarterback. What, oh, God, please tell us. I was, what, I, what year did you start? I was start? never a starter. Oh, okay. So you and Trey Lance were similar your junior years? Yeah. Uh, now, did you play safety like he did? No. Okay, okay. No. <laughs> now, did you start anywhere as a senior? Uh, I started in wrestling and baseball. Anywhere on the football team? No. Wow. But you kept trying? Yeah. Well, I think that gives Trey Lance hope. Yeah. He can just keep trying and trying. I didn't play in the NFL, though. Now, listen. (laughs) He he made made it a lot further than I did. He hasn't really either. He's made a lot of money. Let's give him credit. I mean, first of all, I'm happy for the kid because he's gone through a lot, right? Um, I mean, a lot of media scrutiny. But not really scrutiny because it seems like the media just is a supporter of his. Here's what I would say. And – I've heard people speculate that's because the 49ers want to trade him, so they got their media friends out there trying to, like, say, oh, he's really good. Now, is that what McKenzie's doing for his cousin? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, but it does make sense, right? If, if, if the media guys are saying, oh, I can't believe Trey Lance isn't playing, why didn't they give him a chance, right? Doesn't that make his market bit better for the trade?
1: I would say it does, but I, I mean, what media guys are saying that Trey Lance didn't get a fair
2: shake? I think it's pretty much more far more than half, really. I, I, mean, I, I mean, if you just look on Twitter, Scott, what's your impression and say of the guys that used to have a check mark <laughs> is um, you know, what w- was the general Lance opinion? I think it's been pro.
0: No, I I I, th- I think it's closer to, to 50-50 because there, are, there, were, there were a lot of articles that were written that were very negative, Trey Lance. And the feedback on those articles were like, this is like nonsense. Like, this is like a hit piece.
2: Like, that, that, that's the thing. You can't write an article that's positive. You can make a tweet that's positive. Yeah. But if you actually do a full article, what are you going to say? Yeah. That he was good in high school when he wasn't really? But
0: I think— there,
2: it's 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 crazy because he's it's I don't know why
0: he's so polarizing. I mean, I guess because you trade three first round picks to move up mm-hmm. to take him, but anytime there is something negative, there's a there's a reaction to it, and people say, oh, it's a hit piece, or
1: they're being too negative on him.
2: Okay, now I, I think you're right. There seems to be some heightened emotion mm-hmm. with Trey Lance.
1: I think the thing with Lance is there are there's a, gr- a group of people who will say you can't tell if someone is a bust. If they've only played in four games, and the people on the other side would say, "Well, Kyle Shanahan sees him at practice every day. They know better than anybody. They know better than you're going to see by watching him play a full season of NFL games. They know." So I think I think you're going to see strong emotions from both sides because both sides feel like they've got a valid argument.
2: So the side that's pro Trey Lance's validity is they they haven't seen it. They're ignorant. They haven't seen it. So I'm I'm ignorant. And I got a valid argument. They, they, want, to see, they want to believe what they see the, with their eyes. But that's not – they're not owed that. No, of I course mean, not. He, I mean, listen, wouldn't – how bad must it be is the question. I mean, let's go back and think about it. First year, every quarterback, the theory is they can put packages in if they're um, physically you know, good, mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. a good uh, athlete, right? No, no packages, effectively. All right, so now why? At the time, they said, and I mean, I remember this conversation no, we're focused on him being the real quarterback. We're not messing around and wasting time mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. packages. Okay. So then the next year, he's given the starter's job, but literally on the way back from a preseason game, they decide we're going to keep Jimmy G. We're not going to trade him. Right. And then he gets hurt. Jimmy G plays, you know, then into the Purdy. Now they sign Darnold for four million, which is a lot for a third stringer. Thus, it seems like entering the year, they felt like he can't even, like, we don't even think he competes for a second string, right? Why would you pay $4 And let's be candid. If Shanahan put him out there a couple more games, and he's as bad as I think he is, it it would be so obvious. Wouldn't that, in a way, help Shanahan? Because you're saying the the naysayers are because they haven't seen him being that bad. So it must be so bad that Shanahan doesn't want to th- like th- give the game up, right? I mean, because if you play him a couple games, it's almost like it seems like you might be forfeiting the game. I think
1: Shanahan's responsibility is to put the best players on the field. Absolutely. And he, I think he doesn't believe that, that Trey Lance is the best player.
2: Well, listen, there's not – what do you think? I, to me, I don't think there's been a bigger – now, I heard this stat, is if he doesn't play another game for the 49ers, and who knows, right, mm-hmm. he's a third-string quarterback, is it will be the least – games played by a top-five pick since in the common draft era, which I think is like 1968 or 70. So it's It's been 50-plus years, and I think he'll have the least amount of games.
0: I think a lot of criticism also, and it's revisionist history, but you look at the picks that were taken after him. Now, the 49ers were in the market for a quarterback, so I think this Mm -hmm. argument's irrelevant. But, you know, if they didn't trade the picks to move up, If they stayed where they were, I mean, they still could have gotten Mac Jones. Or if they just drafted, you know, kept Jimmy Garoppolo and drafted position players, I mean, you're looking at Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, Panay Sewell, J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan, Devontae Smith, Justin Fields, Micah Parsons, Rashawn Slater. There's six pro bowlers on that list, and every one of those players is a starting important player for their team.
2: Okay, well, I think this is probably one hypothetical too many just because yes. there's no way you trade up like that for anything but a quarterback. I think the real question is if
0: they stayed where they were,
2: how would that or how, yeah, that's a good point. And the next year and the next year, but how good would Mac Jones be in this system?
0: He'd be Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: And isn't that, no, that's the question. Or Brock is, Purdy. Is right? Purdy going to, but that's the question. Is Purdy got more skills than Mac Jones?
1: I, I don't think so.
2: You wouldn't think if he's the seventh-round pick. No. So if if the stories are true— and, and But the op- way that he
1: played last year she says
0: yes.
2: Um, I don't know, because I would make the case that Mac Jones played better his first year than, than Purdy did last year.
0: And we'll see what Mac Jones does this year with an, an actual offensive coordinator.
2: Yeah, but, but again, I'm not sure of that. I, I feel that. Mm-hmm. We could look at EPA or something, but— Listen, McKenzie's comment, and he's saying he has to get in here. Right, let's take a vote. Do you think we let him in? Of course. Yes, I'm, he's the
3: expert right. on this so my thing.
2: my vote's worth three, and I say, okay. <laughs>
3: uh-huh. <laughs> all, right. all right, buddy, what do you got? You know, maybe you guys will think I'm sounding ridiculous, but I think all of the hype about the preseason and the battle for number two kind of obscured the fact that the number two position's not about ceiling or even quality. It's about floor. And it's about fit. So having a backup that's more like your starter makes sense. I don't think we're making all these grand conclusions. I think the 49ers want Trey Lance. I think they think he has potential. And I think he's going to be on the team. They're not going to – no one's going to offer what the, what the 49ers value Lance as. So I think all these conclusions, yeah, you know, I look bad. I lost my bet. But I don't think these – these. Um, I don't think it, it points to the, to the conclusion that, that we've apparently come to.
2: So I think there's a couple things we can learn from this experience. One is you can't believe a word that comes from these teams. Because think about it. Even in, – and in, in Shanahan spoke on a radio show, mm-hmm. um, and I heard some tape on it, is he said, hey, listen, we had to make a decision. Darnold's been playing well. We still believe in Trey Lance. So it's like has there, there hasn't been a single point during this entire process in the biggest bust by some metrics in the history of the common draft – and at no point did they ever say, Man, we messed that one up. So like we gotta all understand the given is they're gonna be pro their decisions no matter what. Sure. And we just gotta ignore it, pretty much. I think now would we all agree Trey Lance had his one of his best games this last week? Yeah.
1: Game winning drive. Yeah, it drove him down one mm-hmm. game.
2: Yeah, I mean he started a little slow but played exceptionally mm-hmm. well. The fact that after that they announced this tells you this has been decided.
1: Oh, I 100% think this was decided. I also think something McKenzie said is very poignant because – Poignant? It, it's very fitting or like, uh, very, rings very true. You've got Your starting quarterback is a guy who's played, like, what, seven games in the NFL mm-hmm. in his life?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't want your backup to have four games played <laughs> in the that, NFL in
2: That was going to be the starter last year. Purdy was going to be the starter? No,
1: it's so Trey Lance. Lance. Ro- Trey Lance was going to be, and they had a, a backup that was – an experienced guy.
2: Yeah, but it, the the question is, is experience matter? If so, that should be the starter. If it doesn't matter, why would it matter in the back? I
1: think most most teams that have a young starting quarterback want an experienced backup. Hmm. And most start most Well, that's teams
2: just because of the mentorship part of it, right? Where the quarterback's going to be like a coach. I mean, I don't think there's any real reason. In fact, I think that probably isn't true anymore because if you have— you certainly want the backup to be physically— like the starter, mm-hmm. so you can run, as McKenzie tried to reference, though I'm not sure
3: how Sam Darnold is more physically like Purdy. Well, he doesn't do designed runs. And in this training camp, they didn't have Trey Lance or any other quarterbacks do designed runs. Okay, it was that's, a that's a fair point. That's a fair point.
2: That's a fair point.
1: But I think when, you, when you've when you got a young quarterback, you, the reason why you want an experienced backup is because he's not getting all those first-team reps. You want him to be able to come in and be comfortable.
2: Yeah, that's a good Which brings up the point is can you develop a quarterback – In the NFL, that's not a starter. Because there's not enough snaps, in theory. No, because
0: that's why you're seeing all these kids start. That's why you're seeing Anthony Richardson be named the starter for the Colts.
2: But the catch-22 is if you want the same physical makeup, it's hard to have a young athletic quarterback in an older athletic Mm -hmm. backup, right? So it's very fascinating. But I think we know you can't believe teams, and that doesn't apply just to the 49ers. You just can't. I think that... This was decided because I got a little—I didn't get worried, but I thought, oh, that was a bad week for me on the bet. And to, to, they just didn't want there to be any uh, any sense of, oh, maybe Trey Lance will get it. They wanted to nip it. It's almost like, hey, there's some hope for Trey. Let's nip it in the bud. Mm-hmm. I disagree with McKenzie, and there might be another bet in it here. Um, if he gets traded, what does he get traded for? All right? So McKenzie's saying— Hey, the 49ers, I'm not sure if he's saying, and we can ask him, uh, they they um, value him, Trey Lance, like they did at the time of the draft. But let's just say one number one pick, right? Because they gave up three. Let's say one. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if he gets, now if he doesn't get traded, McKenzie, there's no bet if we do this. But if he does get traded,
3: what do you think he goes for? A third round pick.
2: Okay, and that's what the that's what you think the 49ers um, uh, value
3: him at? I mean, maybe you think this is coach talk. The conversation I've heard is they would trade him for a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick if it was a good situation for Lance, and they thought oh, so he could the, have some the, value shown on the other side.
2: So they're going to trade him for less than they think he's
3: worth so he has a chance to shine? I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think they are going to – I think they're going to keep him. I don't think they're going to trade yeah. him for a pick that anyone else is going to offer. But you think that they – so you
2: think no one's going to offer a three?
3: Yes. Okay. So the rest of the league is down on him too then? Yes. But you're not? I'm, I'm down on him. I don't think he's worth the number three pick in the draft, but I don't think he's worth nothing either. I, I mean, look at a guy like Spencer Radler. He was a guy that was favored to be the, the number one pick in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. He has a bad college year. And this is about the age that Trey Lance is. And he's not in the draft. He's not expected to go anywhere. He has to go to a different college. Well now he has a good year. He's expected to be a second round pick. Like there's huge fluctuations. What year? I'm sorry. Rattler had a good year then he, but he's
2: got another year in college? Yes. Yeah. How many how old is that guy?
1: Well, he's remember older
3: than Trey Lance I bet.
1: <laughs> he's a senior this year, but remember his uh his like he started at Oklahoma. Yeah. That's when he was good. He
2: was like the Heisman favorite, wasn't he? he's only 22. Yeah. Okay. Well, only 20. I mean, going well, into Stetson another Bennett's year. Bennett's like gonna be, 30. Yeah, he's going to be like 20. <laughs> okay. All
0: right. Well, well, look at what happened. Josh Dobbs, the Browns just traded Josh Dobbs to the Cardinals for a fifth round pick, and Cleveland also sent a seventh rounder to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So, Trey Lance is worth more than Josh Dobbs, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. a fifth round pick, maybe, maybe Lance, maybe they do want a third or a fourth. Right. Would they trade him for a fifth? I don't know if they would trade him for a I fifth. I think the
3: story came out that he he is being shopped or that they're looking for opportunities is is to make him at ease. Like, oh, if someone really wants you, if they have a starter in mind for you, you can have that opportunity. I don't think that opportunity is out there. I think he's going to be on the 49ers developing.
0: Well, that's what Kyle Shanahan said. He said that if his heart, if there's a better situation for him, if his heart's somewhere else, like we're going to do right by him.
2: Hmm. It seems like paying all, all this money for no performance is doing pretty right. Now— Cash. <laughs> yeah. It's what the money's for. This is what I would say. And I'm not—listen, I know there's a segment of the audience that thinks I'm somehow exploiting children. You know, the, the <laughs> Yale graduate, you know, Fezzik, the sharp one of the sharpest guys in the country. But I got to just take a step back. But this is what I would have done formerly, at R.J., not the new R.J., I would have set this up where I would make a major bet that if you look at the net trade, because that's this is what's gonna be interesting, is probably the 49ers, if they want money, will trade him for nothing effectively if they'll take the whole contract. Right now, if they could cut Brock or if they could cut Trey Lance, if the 49ers could cut Trey Lance and have no more money owed, they would cut him immediately. He's not a third string quarterback. Remember we said Sam Darnold Four million, you can't pay a third stringer. Mm -hmm. Well, Trey Lance is making double that. So, how can you pay eight million for a better third string? You can't,
3: but you have to because it's guaranteed. Well, if we had eight million dollars available to us, just like a snap of the fingers, who do we add to make us better Super Bowl contenders this year? Listen, insurance is one thing and it is a factor. I mean, we can, uh, uh, I mean, history
2: would say you disagree with me about anything Trey Lance related, probably you'd be cautious. Let's just say we'll agree to disagree because I, I don't want to just say chocolate, vanilla, chocolate, vanilla. The the, the salary cap has great value. I mean, is it me or they haven't – or did I miss it? Did they sign Bosa yet? No. So he's still doing a, 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 sit, a sit-in yeah. or whatever? Yeah, maybe there's some places to put that money, I think, perhaps, but <laughs> paying the, your best defensive player. Yeah. But, in general, these NFL teams want salary cap. Well, first of all, they'd rather not spend the money. Mm. Right? That's eight million. I mean, if they, even if they were going to stay under the cap, you'd rather put eight million in your pocket, right? right. So, I mean, what do you think? Trade? Well, man- just
1: as a businessman, the average the average GM or owner isn't going to want their third string quarterback making eight million dollars when the average for that position is probably one one or two.
2: Yeah, it's going to be the minimum. Yeah, pretty much, right?
3: And plus, like
1: now with rosters being cut, like, and it's not going to add up
0: to eight million dollars, but. And all teams are going to trim their rosters to 53. Like, guys are going to get signed. Like, Mm -hmm. teams right now, it's what you do in the preseason. You scout other teams. Because as soon as guys get put on practice squads or they get cut from the active roster, you just scoop up guys that you like.
2: Yeah, because the way, and I know you know this, but the way that goes is if they're on the roster, they're they're on that team, if you put them on the practice squad, Mm -hmm. any team can grab them in order of, I think, how they started last year and then at a certain point it becomes this year's uh, record. But um but if you take him, you gotta put him on your roster. Yeah. You can't practice squad him. So here's what I, I don't know. Maybe someone can explain to me the new third string quarterback rule.
0: So it's a member the, the third string, the, the emergency quarterback is a member of your 53-man roster, mm-hmm. but he does not count towards your actives for that game.
2: Okay. So but they have to be on usually, the 53. They're, usually, they're not a practice yeah. squad guy. Usually there's like nine. Usually there's, like, what, nine or so? Uh, inactives. Inactives. Okay. So
0: it doesn't count towards your active list, but it has to be a member of the 53-man roster. So what they've roster. done is
2: effectively – so there's 45 they have playing. on 48 No,
0: 48 – there's 48 right. so on the So
2: effectively there's going to be 49 dressing now. Yes. yes. Okay.
0: And that quarterback can only come into the game when the first two quarterbacks get injured. And there's a lot of, like, hoops and checks and balances so you can't finagle something mm-hmm. by getting that quarterback into the game – the first two have to be medically declared out.
2: I'm not going to predict this, but I would. If someone gave me like two to one, Trey Lance will be on the the practice squad at some point this season. They'll want someone to take him, and they won't. Is that's my prediction? They will put him on a practice squad, which means that anyone could take him for nothing, and he won't get taken. That's a prediction. Because no one wants that contract.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the downside to it. Certainly,
2: it's it's. I mean, it's a monster downside. I mean, like ten million. I mean, that's like. Uh, I mean, if you look at guard, you can probably get the 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 tenth best guard in the league for that money.
0: Yeah. I mean, I gotta be honest. Why wouldn't the Cardinals want him? I mean, they just, they trade for Josh Dobbs to give them some security behind Clayton Tune and
2: or do they and Cole I McCoy. Mean, maybe, maybe Trey Lance would be perfect for their tanking.
0: Oh. I mean, the Cardinals don't want to pay $8 million. But he dollars would be for, similar to Kyler Murray. You know, you can run a similar offense. So why wouldn't they want him and let him start? For,
2: they don't want to
1: pay $8 million for a season that they know is going nowhere. Sure. I mean, it's pretty clear. What the, Card- what the Cardinals are doing right now makes it pretty clear they have no intention of competing this season. <laughs> None at all. You're trading away like guys who started double-digit games at tackle. You're trading away top 10 picks that, are, that played every game last year. That, that's a sign that you don't care about winning this season.
2: I agree with McKenzie in the following way. Trey Lance could, in multiple years from now, be a good quarterback if somehow he could be developed. McKenzie said, oh, he'll just be developing. How do you develop a third-string quarterback? You don't have snaps for the backup. I mean, he might be off to the side with the people Jimmy G—the the neighborhood kids Jimmy G was thrown to last year in the in the preseason.
1: I mean, is it— this may sound crazy, and I'm not trying to like be...
2: Like arena ball? To start
1: off. I'm saying like, if, if, he, like if he plays at the XFL or, the, or something yeah. like that and goes out and dominates in one of those leagues, well, I've maybe been, that
0: gives him a look. I've always been an advocate that the NFL should have partnered up with one of these spring oh, leagues sure. because, and use it as a developmental league to the point where those players are on
1: NFL rosters they belong like to your, the NFL they an NFL team owns their rights Yes.
0: like almost like the NBA G League yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like Trey Lance could start for the Birmingham oh. Stallions and play and get seven games worth of experience or whatever and the and when the time the the, fall, the summer and fall comes he's on the 49ers
2: this has been a while now but the European league or whatever they call it was ideal for that the
0: World League of American Football
2: because what it, what it allowed was <laughs> that phenomenon, like, mm-hmm. a, like a farm system, but it was spreading the NFL brand in yeah. Europe, yeah. which instead of just inundating the spring football, mm-hmm. right? Kurt so,
0: t- Huh? Kurt Warner, before yeah. the
2: Arena League was in NFL Europe. Well, before that, he was back in <laughs> Somewhere along those lines, yeah. Yeah. Via Kroger's <laughs> on Main Street. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, again, let's just say this. Sam Darnold has now made me. What what did I make here? I made uh, like thirteen hundred bucks on that bet. It's a good day. That's well, you're a... not the
1: only one.
0: No, I
2: mean, no, no. I, Remember, you I had, made less. You had, I know. I yeah, had, yeah, yeah. You had the one. You had the one. I know you were trying to finagle both of them. No, I, no, no. Fez. I, I backed
0: off the Mac and Mackenzie though. Yeah.
2: Oh no, I told Fez it was splitting. Oh okay. Because right. right. that's what we said on yeah, sure, it. Sure, I mean, sure. the I, split, split. And I'm not trying to be bad at McKenzie, but it's only fair, right? You can't just have poor Fez <laughs> And then if he would have won, who would have got the money? I mean, yeah. You know, he he made that. a bad line. <laughs> I don't know if poor Fez is right. Well, he, he moved at to 80 cents.
1: Well, let's switch gears to the other bet that you made last week about mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Taylor potentially being traded. The the Eagles, or excuse me, the Colts have self-imposed a deadline that Jonathan Taylor by Tuesday. Uh, if you found a trade, then then so be it. But apparently. There's teams that are reaching out to the Colts that are interested. <laughs>
2: Give me the scenario, the honest scenario. I don't I've never laughed like that on air. <laughs> give me the honest scenario that where he gets traded. Like like pay I don't want to hear maybe that give me it's this team trades for gives him this and then signs him to a contract what happens. Give it to me real quick. Gratitat tat
1: The Dolphins mm-hmm. trade uh a, a like a second rounder no, this like year. Not like a second round. A second rounder and a and a pick next year, not a first round not a high pick. Well, but
2: first like off, a, next year next year is like 10 months away, right? Or, or I guess Guess it's what nine months away now. So you're saying the 24 25. draft, yeah,
1: and 25 yeah, a draft. second round pick in there in the most upcoming draft, yes. a fourth or third round pick in the next one, mm-hmm. and they get Jonathan Taylor, signed into to an extension.
2: <laughs> no, how many of how many running backs have been signed to an extension this offseason?
0: None. Well, so- Saquon got his. Oh, oh, of, oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. By like eight <laughs> percent, yeah, if yeah, they okay. win the
2: Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah, he got mean, the, the whole modification was he got some of that money up front. Yes, that you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to like partition or uh, parceled out throughout mm-hmm, the year, mm-hmm. which is a very modest, uh, you know. And the funny thing is, he's the one on that call, one of the guys organizing the, the running backs call, saying, "We got to fight, no matter what it takes." Oh, what, you're paying me that money a month early? <laughs> all right, I'll sign. <laughs> and, and Taylor somehow didn't get didn't get word that somehow it was all a big fugazi, and he's like, no, I do deserve Because this guy was talking like a team guy before. Like, hey, I signed the contract. Mm-hmm. I hope, and then all of a sudden he goes to that meeting, and he gets brainwashed. I'd like to hear that tape because no one else got brainwashed.
1: Well, Jonathan Taylor, or not Jonathan Taylor, uh, Josh Jacobs still hasn't shown up yet.
2: Exactly. And, and so thus, who has been signed? None. So, you think Jonathan Taylor's better than Saquon? Uh, I think they're equivalent. Really? How many good years does Taylor have? One. Okay. How, I, mean, how
1: many good Sa- I mean, Saquon's got about one, maybe two. No, I, mean, I,
2: three. I mean, a lot more, right? Well, and Taylor's younger. Well, yeah, because he, but, but Taylor Taylor's year last year was, was a below average year for not him, for any running back. Sure. So, what makes us think that that wasn't the new reality? I mean, what's the whole premise of running backs? They get beat up, right? I wouldn't even consider it. would be one of the most – of uh, Saquon deserved his money more. First of all, who pays – you do realize that that even though he, as you helped me see or cracked me on the Dream Preview, he, he wasn't a number one pick, so there's not the 50-year right. option, but he's got a whole other year. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would pay a guy ahead of time at a position that is famous for dropping off with age – and who had just had a, hist- not a historically, but a acutely bad year the most recent year?
0: I think it can only be, I think it's either the Dolphins or the Bills. And I say that because only teams that are contending would be willing to part ways with a draft pick mm-hmm. because it's gonna be a low draft pick. So let's say if the Dolphins or the you Bills low,
2: you mean a, a, an attractive draft pick?
0: No, meaning oh. like a less attractive. Like if they if they're going to part ways with a second round pick, mm-hmm. it's going to be at the end of the second round. Maybe you know, even if they want to give a first round pick, it's probably going to be like the 29th, Maybe hopefully, the, hopefully later than that. If you one guys of the teams are win crazy,
2: a first round pick.
1: By the way, I I, I want it to be known. I was in the I don't think he was going to be traded. I was one of the people who said but you he, think he that will not. A second
2: be, and a fourth. I, you makes said, sense. give me the
1: scenario where you could see it happening. That's what. That's the scenario I could see it happening. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I find it hard to believe that a team is going to value Taylor to the point where they will give up the equivalent of a first round pick and pay him like the highest paid running back in the league when they could just that dra- would be insane. Yeah, they could just him. draft the the high if they want to use a first round pick, use it on a running back and then have that guy under control well, for five
0: years. Forty ers who had to pay McCaffrey the highest yeah. running back in the nfl they traded a second third fourth and a fifth to the panthers
2: yeah and, and at the time even people who are fans of shanahan thought that's a, a horrible trade in hindsight it, it's been a good or it seems to be a good trade we'll look at the health but you know well, at least last year it was excellent
1: the 49ers were kind of in desperation at that point they were banged up and needed a running back Wow. So you look at that second, third, fourth.
0: Well, why and would fifth? they need
2: a? They needed a quarterback. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, at the time before they knew Purdue. So I mean, if anything, they were loaded at running back, or, or a minimum, you had um, what's the dude's name that can play wide receiver and running back? Debo. Yeah, Debo. You know, so I mean, you can't be that hard up for a running yeah. back, right?
0: But if you think about it, second, third, fourth, and fifth for McCaffrey, take away the take away two of those picks. Three of those picks, and that's what you're looking at for Jonathan Taylor.
2: But that was an well.
0: Take away two of them.
2: First of all, he was under cost control, though it was a it was a expensive relative contract. At it's least it's going to be
0: kind of similar to what you're going to probably have to pay Jonathan Taylor on an extension.
2: Well, now we get back to the whole um, – and, again, we, we're we going to see. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to see it doesn't even come close. Yeah, so
0: they gave him a deadline of Tuesday mm-hmm. because Tuesday the, and the teams have to get down to 53. But also on Tuesday is the deadline for him to be either placed on the PUP list, which he's currently on the physically unable to perform list, or activated from the PUP list. If he's on the PUP list on Tuesday, he has to miss the first four weeks of the regular season.
2: Which means he won't get traded. Correct. Um. Here's my thought: If the the Colts are the don't expect to have a great year, so they kind of would like maybe. Hit, first of all, the owner's making Ursay's making a point. It's clear he's taking this personally. So, and apparently he has a whale that just died. Did you hear about this? No, like he spent twenty million. His band was here in Vegas like last month. But that's not the same as spending <laughs> twenty million on a whale, it, and apparently it died. Get a pet whale. He was trying to save it, supposedly. It was an orca or whatever, one of the, like, the SeaWorld-type whales. I went to The whale well
0: that Jim Merce wanted to set free has died. <laughs> I don't do mean you, to laugh. Toki Tai, the let killer me, whale.
2: Let me ask you a question. Why would, someone, why would the death of a mammal— I don't know. Some say they actually are sentient
1: beings. I feel bad for laughing, but I, just, I can't believe that he spent $20 million on a whale.
2: Well, usually it's whales that spend $20 million to beat whales in yeah.
1: Vegas. Yeah, I, that's
0: unimaginable to me. But <laughs> uh, hey. According to the website uh, from the uh, Miami uh, Seaquarium, Tokitai's care huh? required more than $200,000 per month, and Jim Ursay generously that was one, ensured that he was taken That care was of.
2: one hungry whale. <laughs> now, listen, personally, I... I don't approve of laughing at the death of a, a mammal. Thank you. But but do me a favor. I want to hear your newsy read one more time.
0: <clears throat> Toki Tai, the killer whale that Jim Irsay donated, died Friday
2: of possible kidney failure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what the
2: hell? Is Fezzik on the line? <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> that's, that's not like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Spending twenty million dollars on a whale seems like what a billionaire does when he's dating some like like a young, whale lover. Young, hot hippie chick who's like,
2: "Please, Jim, just save it. Just save it. And then once they break up, it's sushi.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: you probably have big plans for it. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so I, what would you put your current price at on so the bet for those that didn't listen. On the dream preview, and if not, you're crazy, is now, there's two questions here. Mm-hmm. One is, what's the current price on? Will Taylor be traded before what the first game, right? We, yeah, before one. we. Won. Mm-hmm. And the second question is what percentage of your win? on the bet you piggybacked me Are you given to me. Because, I mean, that was the most, like, RJ's on it and my instinct. I saw your eyes dart, like, four different ways. And then as you were reaching for the green button, your eyes met mine. And then you kind of nodded and just took it and pressed it. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, the, the piggy – it was the piggyback, like, my niece on my back at – a park.
1: Oh wait, that's a thing? Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> I
2: was shocked. And the funny thing, it took it took me like the whole show to orchestrate it just right. And all and all us uh, Scott does is go, Oh, okay, reaches out and goes like this and gets yep. the same. And. I mean that doesn't seem right. So the question is it ten percent? Is it 20? what would you think would be fair, AJ? Because it was it was a sure bet that we somehow got plus two twenty on. How often does that happen?
1: I mean, that's pretty rare. But I mean, what what did you bet? You were on the Jonathan Taylor. What's how much are you? How much was this for?
2: Our bets are always for three hundred here. Okay, it's real simple. Um, Unless someone says I can't afford uh, my water bill came or something like that, then we might make an adjustment. Electric bill. I mean, the AC's been (laughs) on a lot. Yeah, (laughs) but but here's the question: You made it minus one fifty that Taylor would be traded by week one. Yeah. I took you up on that. Mm-hmm. What's your current number, and are you open for more action? Oof.
0: No, the book's closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the book's closed. So now
2: this number is meaningless.
0: But the number is, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it moves much. I think it's minus 140. <laughs> I don't think it moves much. <laughs> I, think, I think some action came in on the no, but <laughs> I, I think we're staying, we're staying by, by our stance that he, is, he will not be on the Colts week one.
2: AJ, what do you got the number at? Uh, I think well, first it, of all, that wasn't the question. The question is, will, will he be traded? Do you think they're gonna cut him? Who knows? I
1: think it's like plus. I think you're plus one twenty five,
2: um, you're, so you you're th- minus one twenty five. Okay. His mm-hmm. number should be. Do so you plus think 125. it's like forty five percent that he gets traded? Yeah, I don't even understand. First of all, the, the, the maybe bi- forty. The maybe bills my have no chance. I mean, the Bills don't have like cap room, do they? Not really. Yeah, Miami does. Miami's gonna be like in cap hell next year.
0: Maybe he's willing to forego the extension to play for a contender.
2: It doesn't seem like that was the conversation.
0: Maybe I've been on the phone with the agent.
2: Maybe maybe there could have. Well, remember, you you had the adamant Sean Payton take that he was going to be the Chargers coach. Yeah. So, I should have
0: said he's going to be a coach next year should in the stick NFL. To three in the AFC stars West, even. Yeah. yeah, he's going to be a coach in the AFC West. I guarantee it.
2: <laughs> you should stick with three star. You know, by the way, I was talking about it uh, uh, real quick. Is um, about the text thread. All of a sudden today comes in, just just happened. What twelve seconds ago? Judy Carted off the field. I mean, what do you do? Just stare at Twitter all day? No, just just checking the reports. He's on it. Yes. So, did you bet anything on it?
0: Well, it's up to so Raz gave out the Broncos mm-hmm. before the injury. Yeah, moved the line to four and a half. I said Raiders plus four and a half.
2: So where is it at now? Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. So it hasn't. So they're saying the Judy injury is irrelevant. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I just don't know who Russell Wilson's throwing to.
2: <sighs> See, I'm not sure. it's Portland him Sutton and a rookie. That's who's left. I told you there was injuries with Denver's receivers. Now here, now here is here is what I think maybe could be mistaken by what happened. So. A uh service that the people tend to follow puts out a pick. Mm-hmm. It starts moving. In the midst of the time that it would be moving, news comes out that puts pressure the other way. It's very possible that line would have ran to five or five. That's and a half. good point. Yeah.
0: That's a good point. But it got stopped. It got stopped because of the news or and the buyback.
2: So, you know, that's that's well that that's what would stop it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Or it would stop people from betting mm-hmm. and does mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know, but I would guess that's what happened. Well, before
1: we let you go, let's pay off the tease, the bet that you uh, oh, had fans yeah, uh, that you saved for the end of the
2: segment. Okay, how is it? How is AJ done? Do you think? Oh, I'll let Mackenzie decide. Worthy Enough
0: to find out the the bet. All right, all right. If Mackenzie
2: agrees, McK- excellent broadcast work, guys. Thank you, Mac. How would you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So here's, all right. Here's my question. Pick a winner. Pick a winner. We're going with over the total win total, Green Bay Packers. Seven and a half. Ooh. Now, what's your current number you're seeing, Mackenzie? We got seven and a half. I'm seeing over minus 130 is consistent. Perfect. I'm at flat 110 because Fez has, uh, he, uh, in his role as a waste management consultant, he has a lot of outs. <laughs> um, here's my rationale The quarterback guys I trust say that um, love looks lovely. I just made that I up. like that. And that coincidentally, that's the week one headline. It's, it's, it's footwork under the gun. They're going to be, oh, I'm sorry, under the center. They're going to go under center significantly. It's what he's been working on all these years because he was in a shotgun. I think it's going to be a more conservative offense with a defense that's stacked. And we know it was stacked last year, but we also know defense has a lot of variance. And I think it's very possible Green Bay could be the third seed. Like, I'm going to, you know, I put a a full unit on this, and I'm going to put half a unit on winning the division. Wow. Because I'm down on Detroit. The more I hear— I agree with you on that. What's your case? Uh, I don't buy them making this leap.
0: And I, don't, I know Jared Goff and the offense is going to be good. I just don't think the defense is going to be able to keep them in games. There's going to be a lot of high-scoring games in that division. There's going to be a lot of high-scoring games in that building. But I don't think that their defense is good enough to keep them and win them games. I'd rather have a team like Minnesota, who's been there before, who has the experience, and I think the coaching edge goes to Minnesota. I think the coaching edge goes to Green Bay. I I think that Dan Campbell is at best the third best coach in that division.
2: Okay, so what's the difference between the Steelers and the Lions? Meaning they both start, but they both started the year slow, Mm -hmm. right? And last year. And then they got very hot at the end of the year. Right, Pittsburgh finished seven and two, I think. And they quarterback wise, you could make the case pretty comparable. You got a throwaway and golf that's playing better, and you got Pickett who's training upwards. Mm-hmm. You got a, a, an elite defense versus quite frankly not an elite defense, the opposite. And you've got what? I mean, the O line on Detroit's amazing. But otherwise, why are the Steelers why is the Steelers over under what it is and Detroit's what it is? Detroit has so much more optimism than Pittsburgh. I think because Pittsburgh is looked at as the fourth best team in their division. Okay, but why is that? Because the, the other well, teams where are. Were the div- Detroit, like, well, I understand what, if you're fourth, the other three are above you. Right. Why is the Lions, why where would the Lions be in that division?
1: Fourth. No way. I think they I think most people think the Lions are better than the Browns. I, I think it'd be, well, think it'd be the Bengals, Ravens. Steelers
2: are better than the Browns. <laughs> so so my point being, I, I do think the Detroit thing, someone said, I don't remember who, that I respect, though, because I was listening, is they said, I've never seen a team that has not succeeded yet
0: mm-hmm.
2: take a step in the second half of the year, and the assumption was that it was going to be another full step the next year, which is what we're assuming, is it's going to be another full step.
0: I think that... There's too many fantasy people that are that are really in love with the the the, the Detroit Lions because they see the stats, they see the high scoring, they see the potential of that offense, but they're not looking at the schedule, they're not looking at the defense, they're not looking at them as a, a team that's gonna that can win the division. Instead, they're just looking. Oh, Amon Ross, Saint Brown's gonna put up so many points.
2: Now it brings up another point. What's one of our basic premises in the NFL is you got to show it to us for a year and a half before we believe it fully. Why? Because in the offseason, when someone does something great, they try to stop it. So how long has the Lions O.C. by most accounts, one of the best or the best young play caller, one of the best play callers in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. What's his name again? Jim Bob Cooter. No, it's not. Ben Johnson. <laughs> ben oh, Johnson. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's the old line. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like
2: eight years ago. Yeah. He's actually some—I think he's in the—
0: He's East. in Indy now. Yeah, that's
2: yeah. so what I was going to say. The AFC—or I was going to say the AFC East. Okay, so the question is, how long has he been doing it, the the new coordinator? As an OC?
1: Yeah, this, this as a is, play caller. Well, this is it. Like, this, last year was his
2: first year. So we don't know what the defenses are going to come up with in the offseason, right. do we? So the only thing that gives the Lions— like real bankable hope is the OC. I mean, it can't. I mean, the, O-line, the O line, the OC. Okay, fine. It can't be Jared Goff. Right, he's not. The, I mean, he he's better than he seemed. And, and it can't be Amon St. Brown or whatever mm-hmm. the hell his name is. How do you say his first name? Amon Ra. Amon Ra. Yeah, like
0: the Egyptian. Uh, you say god? Ra,
2: you say well, yeah, Ra as the Egyptian god, but the Amon Ra. I mean, that's a Amon say, Ra. Have you ever heard that name before? Yeah, the Egyptian god. No, the whole name.
1: Scott actually has a cousin name, Amon Ross Seidenberg.
2: <laughs> his, his brother is equanimous. I, I. This sounds like a Woody Allen movie, so I'm not <laughs> sure what's going on. All right.
1: <laughs> so minus 110 over 7.5 and, a half, and an, a half unit on plus 400 to win the division?
2: Yes. Uh, is, that, is that the current? I have Fed Shopping. It that's that's
1: looks like the current odds here at DraftKings anyway.
2: So, again, defense not... Sticky, thus there's a chance it could be a hell of a D. I day. I think the Jordan Love is going to be about the, I'm guessing the the 12th best quarterback by the end of the year.
1: I think if he's the 12th best quarterback, you're in really good shape.
2: You think? But I'm saying I I think they could he could be the 24th and we still win this bat. right? Eight and nine is is a That's winner.
1: It. Yeah,
0: Packers right? two and a half point dogs week one in Chicago.
2: Um, that line's been moving plus one and a
3: half in a lot of places now.
2: Well, I think that's the thing, the thing that triggered me here to act now. So, Mackenzie, what was the line? What do we have the line graded at? Over 40
3: on the over seven and a half? Uh, Minus 130 is consensus. Okay. There's minus 140s out there. All right. So, 130 consensus. So, my question was, what was it a week ago? Minus
2: 120. Okay. So, I think this is starting to tick up, obviously. And I think it's going to – remember I predicted a timber moment Mm -hmm. in Philly last year? There's going to be a timber moment with Green Bay that it's going to be that Green Bay is clearly the second best team in that division. We'll think by I think by the first game of the year, because once everyone starts talking about love, that w- how big was that question mark? Right. Huge. If Jordan Jordan Love could have been and still could the 28th best quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. All right. And he could be the 12th. The difference between those two things, three points a game. Right, three points a game is worth a game. Well, let's see, it's two points a game is a game, so it's a game and a half of wins mm-hmm. off of that difference. I think that now, I don't think he was likely to be the twenty eighth best. Meaning he could have been maybe the twenty. What was the entering the off season? What was the average over under for what love would be? I think 25, twenty five. I think 20, that, that's 25, what twenty five. Twenty four and a say, half. Tw- yeah, I'd, I'd say 22 and a half. I was gonna say. Okay.
0: 20 and, 20 and above. Okay. He
3: was 26th on Sando's list. Oh, that's interesting. That's a great. Sando? Contact- Mike Shando. That's, uh, I'm not even saying Mike. I'm not
2: saying the athletic. <laughs> no, that was list. good. That was good, though. No, for, for real. Um, so there you go, right? And, and, and again, not that that, I mean, it's a good list. So to me, there was real uncertainty. I believe that uncertainty has diminished greatly from what we've seen in the preseason because it, you might say preseason doesn't matter. Remember, if it's stats, it doesn't. If it's footwork, if it's speed, if it's processing, they the guys I was listening to it was actually the ringer and there's the Steve uh, Louise or reyes or whatever. Steven what, Ruiz. Yeah, he's a quarterback, you know, guy, and he was saying there was one play that he ch- go went to his third option within like a second and a half. He, he would he was t- he was actually in Green Bay at the time was talking to the coaches. He would have never done that. I mean, there's been some real steps forward, and to me, that you can see in the preseason. Which is
1: funny because at the beginning of the segment, we said it's really hard to develop a quarterback when he's not the starter. And yet somehow Jordan Love has developed.
2: Well, but that's the thing. When you give him a first round pick and I mean, who was the second round? Who was the second string competing with him? No one, right? I no. mean, no, it was I like Boyle, I think. Yeah, it yeah. was and, him. And let's be honest, Aaron Rodgers maybe did him a favor by missing a lot of mini camps.
0: Yeah, right. Got him some reps.
2: And, and I'm sure Aaron and Rodgers Rogers did,
0: never played in the preseason.
2: Yep, and I'm sure he didn't mind th- th- missing some snaps during the week. Mm-hmm. So it does seem like they, and I'm, I'm guessing they had two coaches or something just on him, because I mean, the, the the whole staff or the whole front office is kind of swaying in the wind with that pick in a way. Right? If Love is a disaster, it'd be a problem. Sure. Packers
0: plus four hundred to win the division.
2: I like that. I like that. I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I would say this, and it's the real takeaway before we end the segment, which is, you can learn certain things in the preseason, other things you can't. I do think these are the kind of things what I'm what I'm hearing from other people. You can, but the market's hardly moving, right? I think when the narrative starts, that's what you're going to hear a lot of pro love stuff. In the next two weeks. I like it.
1: RJ, thank you for the time. Enjoy the weekend.
2: Oh, I got one more thought. Oh. What does Trey Lance do this weekend?
1: Does he I think a, he plays? He's playing.
3: He's that's the rumor? Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna play all three quarterbacks.
1: So Tonight? but he's or supposed
2: to start this game, right? I
3: think Brock Purdy's starting this game. He's coming in third. That's the report.
2: Oh, okay. But was was he supposed to start before this announcement? No. Oh, okay. For some reason I heard that. Um what, what would your over under be on how like is he going to have a good like is he going to stand up and have a great game or is he going to have a disaster?
1: I think he I think he'll continue to play well. I think all the quarterbacks have played well for for San Francisco this preseason. I, I think all three of them will play well again.
2: I'll make a prediction. He's going to play poorly.
1: Niners seven and a half point favorites
0: tonight. I guess this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore Tomorrow, week zero of the college football season. The season kicks off tomorrow, AJ. I, I can't wait. I'm waking up bright and early so I can watch Notre Dame and Navy play in Ireland. I mean, it's not that early. It's 1130 I, in the morning.
1: I'm waiting I'm like 430 a.m. Watch oh, you the got the UFC, UFC card.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, we went over this entire card, including best bets on the college football podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. So if you want our full analysis on this card, head over to the Dream Preview feed. If you're listening to this on the Dream Preview feed, we'll just scroll down to the college football episode. Uh, AJ and I recorded it. Uh, it was out on Tuesday This past week, we will going forward be recording it on Tuesdays. So you'll get it Tuesday night or Wednesday morning.
1: You'll get a new episode of the college football podcast available. On the Dream Preview feed. And this week was unique because there was only seven games. Yep. We got to cover the entire board on the podcast. That might not happen every single week. In fact, (laughs) I guarantee it won't happen every single week. But this week it did.
0: But what we are doing is AJ and I are both entering last man standing here at stations in Vegas. Last year, AJ finished in top ten. Top ten. Like, like literally, it's last man standing. So, like, the last person left in this, like, survivor-style pool Wins the entire prize,
1: AJ was the bottom, like the last ten people alive. You were like the eighth person yeah. left. Yeah, in the in the last w- less than one percent. Yeah, so uh, try to try to uh, make another run and and win the money here. I so, didn't get the job. Thanks Fresno State. Yeah, I, I won't forget. So last year, AJ and I did the William Hill contest where we were forced to pick set.
0: What was it seven? It was eight. It was eight plays per week. We didn't like it. No, it, because it, it, not it, only. Who's forced to make eight plays a week? But besides that... There were also games that were just not listed on the contest.
1: Card. Yeah. So if you're gonna be if you're gonna have a contest where you force eight picks a week, you should have got to make every game open. available. Yeah. I, I mean, they had like 20 games available yep. some weeks, and you've got to make and eight then, picks. And
0: sometimes the sharpest plays are maybe on a group of five game that's just not available uh on that contest card. So we're not doing that this year. So instead, when we go through these games in the podcast, we're going to give out our last man standing plays. So what that means is It's our survivor, best bet, do or die. We we either win it or we're eliminated from the contest. Although we do get five entries. Yeah, I know. but We're just giving out our one. (laughs) So that that, entry is eliminated if we lose. Yeah. So that's what it's going to be. So we're each going to give you a best bet each episode of the College Football Podcast. And just so you know, that best bet is going to be our essentially our last man standing entry. So go to listen to the Dream Preview, the college football episode, to get those best bets for this week zero. But the updated lines right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook, Notre Dame 21 points over Navy. It was 20 and a half when we recorded a couple of days ago. The total has gone down. It's now 49 and a half.
1: So the total keeps going down the spread keeps going going up. up. Yeah. Seems contradictory. Yeah. And Navy, listen, anytime you get a service academy as a double digit dog, it's tempting. 21 points is a lot. And I know Navy's got a lot going on, on offense, trying to break in a new offense, Mm -hmm. but, Notre Dame is going to want to run the ball, too. Like, I know Sam Hartman's there, and everybody thinks it's going to be wide open. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, I think you're going to see a moving clock. I I, I like the under here, but uh, I, I'm starting to come around. I haven't, I haven't made a wager on Navy yet, but 21 points is very tempting. Yep. UTEP at Jacksonville State. UTEP is a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and the
0: total is 54 for this game. We've seen movement on Ohio and San Diego State. Ohio was down to two or two and a half point dogs. They're now back up to a three point dog and the total is at 49. So money coming in on San Diego State, which is pushing this line up. As of earlier in the week, the line was being pushed down. So we're seeing late money come in now,
1: I guess, on San Diego State. Yeah, the news that Rourke was going to be able to play that it from push from four to two and a exactly, half. Exactly, yep. Uh, which is a big move. Going through three, obviously, a lot bigger than from two and a half to three. And I think that's um, why you saw people coming back on San Diego yeah. State to get it back up to the you, three. You likely have like, guys like Steve Fezic will have both sides of that. Yeah,
0: he'll have Ohio plus four and a half or even plus three and a half. Yep. But then San Diego State, minus two and a half. Game lands on a field goal. You hit them both. A lot of sharps will will be happy. Uh, New Mexico State, seven-point favorites over UMass. Total of 45 in this one. Vanderbilt, 17 and a half-point favorites over Hawaii. Total of 56.
1: Remember, they beat them by a million last
0: season. USC, 30 and a half. No movement off that 30 and a half, though. 30 and a half over San Jose State, total of
1: 67. <laughs> that is a wildly high total. Uh, it's going to be up to San Jose State. Can San Jose State put up three touchdowns? Because that, that's uh, it's probably what it takes to get to that number. Seven. When
0: we recorded this podcast, the total was 64.5.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Not this podcast. The, saying, our college we, football we recorded, podcast. When we recorded Monday night, the total was 64.5.
1: It's now 67. Yeah, so massive move on the total over. And you may think, like, well, when you're when you're the numbers are that high, mm-hmm. each point means less, and it kind of does. But it's also when the numbers that high, and it's st- your people are still betting over, that should tell you something. Absolutely. And Louisiana Tech, eleven and a half point favorites over Florida International, total of fifty eight and a half. I don't know that I'm going to watch this game. I may sit it out.
0: Uh, I'm going to be watching USC San Jose State. <laughs> so even when that game ends, like, am I going to try and find like the, the the fourth quarter of Louisiana Tech Florida International? I'm going to say no. Okay. But you never know. But you're right. You never, you never know. You never know how many, how many beers have you had. How you feeling? What if I'm down and I'm just chasing? You could, yeah. Trying to get a live. Live wager Florida International. Live wager fourth Oof. quarter, Florida International. Woof. That's an ugly life. Week zero. College football is here, baby. Taking a look at the Major League Baseball schedule for tonight. The Astros, who got absolutely walloped last night. Oof. Will look to bounce back in Detroit against the Tigers. Fran Valdez on the mound for Houston. Matt Manning goes for Detroit. The Astros are a minus 178 favorite in this game. The Yankees, who lost to the Nationals, they lost two of three to the Nationals, but hey, at least they snapped the losing streaks. Now they're just starting a new one. Uh, Garrett Cole will take the mound for the Yankees in Tampa against the Rays. Zach Eflin starts for Tampa. The Rays are minus 130, so the Yankees plus 110 on the comeback there. The Nationals will send Joanna Done. To the mound in Miami against the Marlins. Braxton Garrett goes for the Fish. Marlins, minus 218. Orioles will host the Rockies. Cole Irvin goes for Baltimore. Kyle Freeland for Colorado. The Orioles in this one are a minus 190 favorite. The Cardinals are at the Phillies. Christopher Sanchez goes for Philadelphia. Miles Michaelis for the Cardinals. Philly. Minus 140. Cubbies are in Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates. Kyle Hendricks goes for Chicago. Mitch Keller for Pittsburgh. Chicago's minus 120. Guardians are at the Blue Jays. Tanner BB for the Guardians. Chris Bassett for Toronto. Toronto is minus 160. Angels are at the Mets. Cody Senga scheduled to go for New York. Patrick Sandoval for the Oof, two dying teams for the Angels without
1: Otani, without Trout. Although the news is now that Otani is going to continue to hit, uh, at least until they tell him he has to have surgery. He's like Should he plans do. on intending to, to
0: keep hitting. It's still that team's got to be so down. It's on a themselves. disaster. Uh, the Dodgers are at the Red Sox. Lance Lynn scheduled to go for the Dodgers. Cutter Crawford for Boston. The A's are at the White Sox. Dylan Ciste. For Chicago, Zach Neal is scheduled to go for the A's. Right now, the White Sox are a minus-195 favorite. The Padres are at the Brewers. Hugh Darvish for the Padres. Brandon Woodruff for Milwaukee. Brewers are minus-125, total of eight. Rangers are at the Twins. Dane Dunning for Texas. Sonny Gray for Minnesota. The Twins are minus-130. Reds at the Diamondbacks. Hunter Green going for the Reds. And Brandon Fodds. Going for Arizona. That joke never gets old. Nope. Arizona minus 160. Royals at the Mariners. It's Brady Singer for Kansas City. And Bryce Miller for Seattle. The Mariners are minus 195. And Braves at the Giants. Spencer Strider for Atlanta. Logan Webb for the Giants. Atlanta minus 160. Elsewhere in Major League Baseball, we found out yesterday that Steven Strasburg is going to retire from baseball. The World Series MVP, when the Nationals won that 2019 World Series, he has just been, you know, riddled with injuries. And uh, he's got a condition now that he is uh, not going to be able to make it back from.
1: It's unfortunate because when he pitched, he was one of the best pitchers in the game. Like yep. When he was available, he was that that kind of a guy, obviously a World Series MVP. Uh, he's made just eight starts since winning the World Series MVP. It's funny. I was, like uh, When I was doing Immaculate Grid the other day, and in my head, like when I see a, the team, I start going through every player I can mm-hmm. associate with that team. And I got to Steven Strasburg, and I know he's not played for any other franchise, but I still stopped and said, does Steven Strasburg still play? Yeah. Like, is he still a major leaguer? So, and he, yeah. now the now my question is answered. He had
0: surgery for thoracic outlet syndrome. He had a nerve and a blood disorder, and and he even had uh, a, a rib removed. He had two neck muscles uh, removed. So he, he's been dealing with a lot of health issues, and he's thirty five years old. It's just it's too much, and so he was one of the guys that was like one of the first guys that came into the league. Young Phenom throwing over 100 miles per hour.
1: Yeah. And if it's you like, remember, he and Bryce Harper drafted in back to back years. Yep. And this was like people, they're putting it the Nationals on the map. Mm-hmm. Boy, that team was stacked. Yeah. That's who, that
0: 2019 Scherzer. Crazy. Daniel Bryce Murphy, Harper wasn't on that team. No, but uh, they didn't need him. No, they did not. Juan Soto was pretty good.
1: Yeah. Trey <laughs> Turner, pretty good.
0: Yeah, Trey Turner, pretty good. Yeah. So tough, tough news there for Steven Strasberg.
1: Mentioned the UFC is in Singapore this week, and uh, that means it's an early, early start. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to make the people get up that early. I'll go ahead and give them a play on the main event. It feels like the the best way to do it. So uh, I'm going to go with Max Holloway and the Korean Zombie over three and a half rounds. You can get that at minus 130. And to me, this is all about the fighting style of Max Holloway. Early in his career, violent finisher. He settled into being a guy who wins on volume striking, great cardio, and an even greater chin. In his last eight fights, all of them five-round fights, Holloway has seen the final horn every single time. That's 25 minutes per fight, eight fights. That's 200 minutes of cage time Oh, in his last eight fights. Uh, the ninth fight, the one right before that, was headed to a decision – They stopped it between the fourth and fifth round because Brian Ortega had a cut. So uh, Holloway is a point fighter, and he's very effective at it now. Korean Zombie's been stopped three times in his UFC career. All of them came in the fourth or fifth round. So when he does get stopped, it's late, including his knockout loss to Yair Rodriguez, which was literally in the last second of the fight. There may be moments where we want the Korean zombie to slow down, stop chasing, and he's going to put himself at risk. But I don't think Holloway puts him away. And I can't picture a world where this very diminished version of Chan Chung Jung uh, finishes Max Holloway. So I'm going to go over three and a half rounds At minus 130. If you want the full
0: A.J. Hoffman UFC card or maybe you would like a college football play. I have a college football play up. A.J.'s got his entire card up for Saturday. You can follow your favorite pregame pro up on pregame.com. College football is here. There are best bets available. and We're giving you 20% off that best bet. Use the promo code RAVENS20. Yeah, the Ravens had their streak snapped. So, we're going to go Ravens 20, get you 20% off at pregame.com. We are also running our Beat Steve Fezic College Football Contest. Go to pregame.com, click on contests, and find the Beat Fezic College Football Contest. Here's the deal it's free to enter, and the contestant who earns the most college football units will win $500 cash. But there's more. If you win more than the 44.9 units that Fez won last year in college football, that $500 prize. Becomes $1,000. Yes, you get a bonus $500. It's free to enter. Go to pregame.com, click on contests, find the Beat Fezzik College Football Contest. Take 20% off at pregame.com using the promo code RAVENS20. For AJ Hoffman, RJ Bell, I'm Scott Zagler. We are straight out of Vegas AM.